Welcome to me again. Week 37, hashtag blackout. And it was a week. It was a very week. It, it was an important week where a lot of things were brought to light, not many of them being positive. And uh, we usually try to stay positive on this show, but no, these are things that needed to be brought up. So that all happened. I made some poor painting, I fed my baby cake, and I learned how to be a better ally. And you'll hear all about it on this week's episode of Me Again, a self-help podcast about helping myself. Everybody, it's me again, and it's um, it's a weird one tonight. I'm very, very not numb. I guess I guess numb is the best way to describe it, just because the riots are continuing, and it's I hate to be that person that's like, oh, it got close to me, and so therefore now it's affecting me. But the, there were some huge riots in Birmingham. Apparently, they were attacking members of the media. I saw places that I've visited being uh, just destroyed. And then Atlanta has had numerous riots. And, man, (laughs) 2020 is not messing around. Like, there's a lot all at once from COVID to this to, you know, worrying about personal stuff. Like, my daughter, is she going to be... Is there going to be anything wrong (laughs) with her growing up in this state? But, like... Man, it's it's important. It is an important time we're living in right now because, like, while I am almost always one of those per- people that err on the side of nonviolence, I am very much a, a to a point where if I get near guns, I'm like, this is weird. Um, no, but like, I, I the cultural importance is definitely there because I and I tweeted it earlier today, but I realized like what I'm feeling right now, this fear and this. Uh, this hope that maybe one day this senseless violence will stop that's what the African American community lives with like basically every day is this fear of is it going to happen to me is this violence going to destroy my life in some way and that's the point like that's the point 110% and I can only pray that the higher ups Eventually, when they became come other people, but I can only pray that they will listen and that this opens their eyes. So that's that's where I'm at right now. And I I was at a point of almost thinking like, should I record? Should I even do the podcast? Should I do this? And I, I think this is a message to the majority of the creators out there. Um, yeah, you you need to do this. You need to keep doing your shows. You need to keep providing entertainment because like. My one of my good friends, Patrick, earlier was just like, every it's too much. There's too much going on right now. I need a, a movie or a show or something to help me disconnect. And that's us. That's what we're providing right now is a disconnect, even if for a moment. Um, so right now, to all of you guys, and I know this is kind of a heavy way to open the show, but to you guys, I'd recommend donating to any bail funds you have for the protesters. I donated to the one for Atlanta earlier. The minute I can find one for Birmingham, I'm going to be donating to that as well. Um, and just give all the support and all the love you can. And to the creators who listen to this show, keep making things. Keep creating Because if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that we need good creators and great shows to help us 
stay a little bit distracted and stay a little bit happy because it was hard to get through tonight. But hey, let's just get into the four pillars of awesomeness. Number one, what am I grateful for? Um, Today, boy, (laughs) sorry, like I said, I'm numb. So like I I didn't even come into this with a plan. Like I said, I was initially saying I'm not going to record, but I decided last minute, hey, let's let's talk. Um, I guess today what I'm grateful for is food because uh, it's a it's always been like a comfort for me. It's my security blanket is food. Uh, or, and I know that's not always the healthiest thing, but the way this year's going, I'm like, I'm gonna get tacos and you can't stop me. And I guess that's one of the ways I'm helping myself today is the fact that I'm actually driving around quite a bit while recording because I am going to get Taco Bell immediately as soon as I'm done recording. But I do love food as a sense of comfort. Like, getting to the house this morning and um, getting ready to go to the office and eating pizza and hanging out with my family. I guess also CJ. I'm grateful for him and the fact that, boy, that that kid just loves to be powerbombed. And it makes me feel like a big, strong man. Because this, the child, I swear to God, his bones are hollow like a bird. This child is so exquisitely throwable. Like, no doubt. I can pick him up for like a power bomb and then just and I know if you don't like wrestling none of this makes sense to you but I can pick him up for like a power bomb flip him around in midair get him in like tombstone pile driver position keep moving him around it's ridiculous he is the most beautifully throwable child uh now what did I do today that is awesome and I I did something that I've been putting off for a while but it's clean my computer because It takes about 10 minutes for my computer to really get going when it boots up. Like, and that's not good at all. It should only take like one minute, if that. And for my computer, it turns on and then I've got to wait as it boots up all these additional processes that I don't need to run just to get somewhere. And so today I actually sat down. I did fork out a little cash. I forked out about $40 to get a a good, like... PC cleaner, so I got that, and it's going to be running for the rest of, I think I got it for two years, a two-year subscription, and so I I ran it through, and ooh, that baby works like a dream. Initially, I did it was because I was praying that it would help me somehow get my 3D printer back online, but that didn't work. Yeah, that that just didn't work at all, Um, but yeah, uh, that's what I did to help myself. Now, what I did that was not awesome is something that I think all of us are doing right now, and it's staying on social media too much. Because the minute I saw that riot in Birmingham where they were, like, attacking members of the media is the minute I should have been like, all right, I'm done. No, I kept watching, and I kept looking. And I understand, it is important. Um, It is important to stay updated and make sure to stay current and uh, to make sure, like, the world isn't going fully insane, which I I don't think it is yet. I don't think the world's gone insane. I think this is definitely a turning point in the world we're at right now. But um, yeah, it it was staying on Twitter to a point where it was affecting my mental health, to a point where I was so caught up and I've got to know everything, I've got to know everything, that it was affecting me mentally. And to a point now where I want to go back in and somehow adjust the settings on my phone because right now I've got it to where I can only browse Twitter for an hour a day, allegedly. The iPhone sets that limit and will let you know you've browsed Twitter past its limit, 
you need to stop. But the problem is, it's not like, no more, it's over. Instead, it's more like, hey, you've reached your limit, um, but if you press this button, you can keep going, I guess. And that's when I was like, uh-oh, I could just keep keep going. And, like, one of them's legitimately, like, one of the settings is um, a delay for 15 minutes. So if I was in the middle of tweet, like a tweet war with somebody, which I rarely get into, but in case something like that happens, I could get an extra 15. But also there's like, turn it off for the rest of the day. And I'm like, yo, (laughs) yo, if you're just gonna like, let me get on Twitter for the rest of the day, that's perfectly fine, I guess. Um, so yeah, I, I think I want to find a way to get more intense about like relegating my social media time just for my mental health if nothing else because I've done pretty good about monitoring the people who I follow on Twitter because I I make sure like if someone says something negative I'm immediately like I'm gonna block you or if it's someone I definitely disagree with I'm gonna block you if it's someone who's just a little too harsh I will um I will hit mute, so that way I just don't have to see them, but we do still have that nice followship going, uh, but yeah, I, I think I want to take a step back on social media and try my best to make it almost like how I treat YouTube, I mean, I do watch YouTube a lot, but to me, when I post to YouTube, it is firmly controlling, making sure everything I post has a purpose, I'm not just hanging around and posting random videos for no apparent reason, like, I think I want to start treating social media like that. Now, finally added, I helped myself, and it is actually a a follow-up from something I did that was wrong last week, and it's the fact that me and Emily talked. Me and Emily talked today, and I kind of talked all about the issues I was having yesterday because I was still in that very numb, depressed state this morning. And so she finally was like, you, you've got to tell me, like, I can tell something's wrong. You have to tell me. And so I laid it on the table. I was like, I, I felt abandoned. I didn't like that. And, and, and then it kind of went into this state of me kind of talking about, well, what's your issues? Because sometimes Emily will go to like the bathroom or something And then a few minutes later, I will find her in Ripley's room just rocking back and forth on her phone. And she's like me. She's got ADHD. So, like, that's a weird lyric test. She's like me. Got that ADHD. Uh, Sorry. I'm an idiot. Anyways, uh, so she'll have, like, really bad lapses in time. She won't realize how long time has gone by. But for me, I always feel a little bit abandoned. And so from her end, it was, well, I'm always exhausted I kind of want to get a break away. I I don't feel like I have help. And that's kind of a problem we've had for a while. And so this is like the most five-year-old fix, but it is something we did. And it's the fact that we set up essentially a chore wheel for ourselves. So uh, Emily got a uh, a dry erase board. And so I'm going to go, we went in and I literally designed it to have like goals for today, goals for the weekend. Um, I color coordinated it. So like if I want, if say Ripley's, um, diaper genies overflow, overflowing, just write Like if I wrote it in green, it would mean I do it. If I wrote it in orange, it means Emily's doing it, stuff like that. And so I think that's going to help a lot because I famously in my household have been very, very bad about not doing anything unless I'm strictly told to. And it has to be one item at a time. Like I said, ADHD, too much and I get overwhelmed, 
but if I don't have any of it at all, I don't focus on it. Like sometimes I'll be like, I should probably clean the living room, but unless it's told, I won't directly do most things. And so I think this is going to help a lot because it's going to remind me like, oh yeah, I do need to clean out the car today. Or, oh yeah, I do need to do this. Oh yeah, I do need to do that. And I'm really hoping that it pays off well. Um, I'm very excited. Tomorrow I'm going to get up with Ripley. We're going to clean the house. I'm going to get it looking real nice. And hopefully that kind of eases Emily's worries and it's going to ease my worries and she'll actually want to stay in the same room and not consider herself exhausted. Uh, so yeah, I am now gonna go get some good, good Taco Bell, uh, and just have a night, nice night in because I, I, I need it right now. I need a break. I'm gonna go watch like Evan and Caitlin videos and watch them make resin, resin sculptures or whatever, and just have a nice, calm hour before I go to bed. And I will talk to you guys about that when I see you guys tomorrow. It's me again, and it was a rough day, but that doesn't make it a bad day, if that makes sense, because there, there is going to be a lot of negativity. There was a lot of negativity with the riots, but like I said yesterday, it's a necessary negativity to get a lot of people to wake up. I mean, I know I certainly did. Um, especially in these past few days. And it led to a lot of rough conversations. It's led to a lot of realizations. And we're going to get into it. And I, for the four pillars of... Uh, it almost feels insensitive to call it awesomeness right now because things are not particularly awesome. I mean, like, the president literally has numerous people dying and decides to hide in a bunker and shut off the lights to the White House and... There are cops who are murdering people or injuring people with rubber bullets. Like, it's it's rough. So I'm just going to call them the four pillars, not of awesomeness, because there's not much awesome to go around right now. But I will start with what I did today that was great, and it was get to spend a great day with my baby on her birthday. Ripley is now one year old. I can't believe it. It flew by. Like, I know people joke, like, oh, that first year flies by. No, it legitimately flew by. I can't believe that little nugget is already a year old. And, uh, yeah, me and her got to hang out. Turns out Emily ate Ripley's birthday cake last night. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I mean, it was like leftover birthday cake. But even then, I was like, yo, dude, that's her cake. So I actually ordered her some Cracker Barrel. I ordered a Coca-Cola cake. So she got to try Coca-Cola cake for the first time today. And that child... She's alright. She thinks Coca-Cola cake's alright, but she loves ice cream. I made the mistake of putting, like, a little bit of ice cream in her mouth, and, uh uh-uh. She was like a rabid animal and would not stop. (laughs) And don't at me. It's her birthday. Yes, I'm going to give her sugar on her birthday. But, uh, yeah, it was just a great time hanging out with her. She was super active. She was jumping up and down. She was happy, and I was actually awake, so it wasn't annoying me like it does on days where I'm super tired. Instead, I was just enjoying playing with her and having a great time. Um, Now, what did I do that... uh, What am I grateful for, firstly? And it's for friends who forgive me for being an absolute uh, idiot. Because, like I said, with all the riots, I've kind of had an awakening. In fact, hold on. Let's start with what I did that's not awesome. And it's something that I've done my entire life that's not awesome. And it's be a terrible ally, specifically to the black community. Because... 
I, I and I thought about it because I I consider myself a fairly decent ally to the L- LGBTQ community because a I'm somewhat part of it and then I realized it's because I'm a lot more immersed in LGBTQ culture. I watch Drag Race. My favorite podcasts are hosted by queer creators. My best friends in the world are queer creators, and that's when I realized oh. I'm a terrible ally for the African American community because I've not I'm not immersed in that culture. And that's the most selfish BS I think I could ever possibly think. Because you do not need to be immersed in another person's culture to need to be an ally for them. You do not need to watch BET or listen to specific types of music in order to become a great ally for a certain community. And um, that was a very harsh realization that I came to today was like, you still need to fight. You still need to stand up. And it's a scary time to be in. Because for me, there is a part of me that's like, you need to be doing more. You need to be going out and going to the protest and fighting. But then there's the other part of me that's like, I have a one-year-old baby at home. And everything I'm seeing in the news terrifies me. And yeah, it's a state right now of just being like, what can I do? Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And look, if you are like me, if you are a white person who's very much in that state of, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. That's perfectly fine because I understand a lot of us have gotten to live in that privilege for a very, very long time, but speak up about it. And that's actually what kind of led to what I'm grateful for today. Friends forgiving me for being an absolute idiot because uh, I one of my best friends is uh, I, I won't dox him, but I'll, we will call him by his first name Curtis. He is a very close friend of mine. I love him to death. Uh, usually, when I have insomnia, he will DM me on Twitter, and me and him will joke back and forth until I can manage to go to sleep. Um, and yeah, he's one of my closest friends, and I realized he's like one of my few African American friends, which is another thing. Once again, not immersed in the culture, and I don't have a lot of African American friends. That's not good. <laughs> that, that's not good at all. Um, but I, I wanted to talk to him because I'm like, you are my one of my closest friends. I want to know what's going on. So I messaged him thinking very carefully like, hey, man, the world's going crazy. Are you, What's going on? Are you all right? Um, I'm here. I think all I said was just blanket statement. I'm here if you need me. And... That's a good starting point. What is not a good follow-up is when I said, anyways, what's it like up... He lives in New York. So I was like, what's it like up there? Not a good follow-up. Because I then followed up by saying, like, hey, man, if you... If this makes you uncomfortable, you don't have to answer. And he's like, you understand, like, you've... You've kind of put the impetus on me to be the asshole who's saying, like, no, I'm uncomfortable. And so... Luckily, I was very quickly like, because he was like, why did you ask that? Why would you ask that? And so I legitimately laid it out on the table. I was like, the fake answer is because I wanted to know what it was like in New York. The real answer is because I'm scared and I really wanted to talk to you. And he goes, that means a lot. And luckily, he, he was very forgiving and he was very much just like, I understand where you're at, but there's a lot going on right now and I just need some time to decompress. And so I said, okay. Then me and him had a few jokes back and forth, and the conversation ended. So I'm very grateful for him for not escalating that uh, and for realizing, like, 
oh, Scotty's just an idiot, which I am. I was not trying to be, like, instigate anything. I was very just, like, I don't know what to do, and that's okay. It's okay not to know what to do right now, but research. At the least, find, uh, for me, what I'm doing right now, I'm looking up bail funds for different cities. I donated to the one to Atlanta last night. I found one for Birmingham that they started up after last night because, oh, I'm so proud of my Birmingham. That's another thing I'm grateful for. I'm proud of my Birmingham people for taking down some racist-ass Confederate monuments that apparently Birmingham, the city, has wanted gone for a very long time, but the state of Alabama wouldn't let... That's the difference. Birmingham is... Orlando is to Florida what Birmingham is to uh, Alabama. Because if you go, like, outside of Orlando a little too far, you will hit Florida man. But Orlando itself is pretty good. Birmingham is like that. Don't go too far. But, um, so, yeah. Um, I'm very proud of them. They took down a Confederate statue and someone actually set up a bail fund and I'm going to be donating to that. So do that. Um, make sure that black voices are heard. Like, we're taking a week off of the podcasts. Um, it just that way they can get what they need to be heard. And right now, I think the way I phrased it in one of my tweets was like, this is their time. It's not ours. It's not our time to speak right now. They need to be heard. And, um, unless your voice is elevating theirs, don't add on. Like for me, I see people who will post like fun pictures of their, like, fun pictures of their day at home on Instagram. I'm like, yeah, this ain't the time. I know I understand your baby's cute, but like this ain't the time. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go silent tomorrow is the, um, I think it's the Tuesday blackout is the hashtag. And so it's just everyone going off of social media for a day. So I've just, because I wanted to avoid the temptation. I just deleted all the apps off my phone. Um, I, I found out something about Facebook and I, that's something like every day you find out something new about Facebook and I am slowly turn. I just now realized I'm going into the things I'm doing to help myself. Uh, but I found out that Facebook apparently is not doing anything about any like m- posts that promote violence or anything like that. So I did deactivate my Facebook account because I realized you can keep using Messenger and not need a Facebook. So I don't have Facebook anymore. I'm just straight up getting off of that platform because it is a hellhole of a place. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm only... uh, I'll go back to Twitter, but for right now I'm off of that. And then also, um, I'm going to give it a few days before I do this, but I do want to get more ingrained into the culture. Um, I started listening to this amazing rapper, her name's Samus, and she's, uh, I guess she would consider her somewhat of a nerdcore rapper. I mean, she is named after the main character from Metroid, so I'm listening to her, and I just, it's weird because it does feel a little bit disingenuous, because like I said, you don't need to be ingrained in the culture to care about other human beings, Um, but I, I do want to get more ingrained in that culture. I do want to... A, be a better ally, and right now that's that's difficult. <laughs> it, it not not in. It, I, I can't talk. I literally don't know the right words to say, but uh, it that's what it is. It's going to be a lot of difficult conversations and a lot of trying to figure out the right things to do, and it's a lot of scary things. But I can't sit back and let this crap happen anymore. Um, the, the fact, like the other day, it was yesterday, my dad came in my room and was like, man, you might need a gun with all these riots going on. You need to be careful. And in my head, I'm like, I'm not scared of the protesters. 
I am scared of the police officers. I am not at all scared of a, a protest that comes outside my door. Beca- but, like, it's just... It's a weird, very frightening time to be in. And all I want to do is be there for the black community. I want to be there for the human community. Because at that po- this point, that's what it's starting to feel like. It, y'all, it's starting to feel less and less about protesting for that and now it is slowly revealing many bigger bigger issues in the government and the police state and it's this is about to stop being a civil rights issue and it is about to start being a human issue and that really scares me but I know how strong we are I know how strong the world is and I know we can fight it and I know we can win Um, But for now, I'm going to go inside and try to decompress because, like I said, it it was a difficult day, but it was a necessary day. And for all you guys, I, I recommend donate, do what you can, be the best ally you can be. Um, if you listen to this show and you are in the African American community, I stand with you. I love you. I, I just don't know what to do. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, but it's going to get better. It has to. At at this point, 2020 has to get better. Like, (laughs) 2020 is going to beat us down, and then, like, December or something, it's just going to be like, oh, also, we found a mountain of gold, and the world's problems are solved. But, like, that's 2020's got to make a hell of a comeback, y'all. Yeah, I'm going to go inside, decompress, and get some rest, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Hey everybody, it's me again, and it was an alright day, <laughs> that's all I can, that's where I'm at right now, he's just in this state of like, I want to make sure every day of my life is documented, but also I'm like, should I even be talking, it is not my time to talk, I am in a very weird mental state, because of it, just kind of feel like I'm floating, but I still had a very good day, I, I slept in, and then I made a very lovely dinner, and then me and Blake had, I've realized every time me and Blake record developmentally unstable, it's gonna be great, and tonight was just like that, it was a very, very good episode, and I'm, I can't wait, for those of you who like the wrestling stuff, I cannot wait for you guys to see it, it's insanely good, uh, so that's how my day went, it, it was meh, it was whatever, uh, and I think that is mostly a mental state talking kind of thing, I am excited. Last night I started reading Radical Acceptance for the BS Book Club. Not BS Book Club, uh, for the Me Again Book Club, for the Us Book Club. And uh, I forgot how good that book is and how many great lessons it has. And if you want to hear me talk about it, go to patreon.com slash load of BS. Um, but yeah, let's get into the four pillars of awesomeness. Number one, what am I grateful for? And it's a nice shower because, and this is kind of going to reveal how gross of a person I am. But when you get very depressed, one of the first things that goes out is self-hygiene. And in 2016, when I had that huge battle with depression, I ended up like not showering, period. There were months, swaths of time where I was like, when was the last time I showered? I, I can't remember. And unfortunately, that is a habit 
that stuck around for a while to a point where it would be like I would only shower once or twice a week or even months. Sometimes it would go by to a point where it's like I don't remember the last time I showered and it's a hard habit. It's one of those things that it happened for so long that I got into a mental state of like, how do people shower? Why do people shower? When do they do it? How does it work? You just spend like an hour of your day real wet? That's weird. Um, but like a few weeks ago when dad got me that, uh, those awesome, that awesome soap and that awesome shampoo, it got me back into showering on a regular routine. And oh man, it's just so nice to feel clean and feel warm and just to take care of yourself like it's the most base level of self-care and for the longest time I was like yeah I don't need that it's cool whatever I don't care and yeah uh, it, it changes things for you to be like I care about myself enough to do the base level of work and so that is what I'm grateful for today is a very nice shower now what did I do that was awesome and it was cook Despite the fact that in my head, like I said, I, I make up obstacles a lot to excuse bad behavior. And so since we don't have like a protein, I don't have chicken or steak or anything to cook, I, I have been going into this mindset of like, well, we might as well order DoorDash. We might as well get, uh, get some Panera Bread or get some Pizza Hut. And then uh, apparently last night I did learn that a lot of the places I love to eat from are actively donating to campaigns to get Trump reelected, which, you know, we don't try to talk politics, but it should become pretty clear what my politics are, and I don't want to support people that try to reelect him. And so now I'm in this state of like, okay, I gotta eat from home. I gotta cook for myself. And so today, I sat back and was like, well, what do I have? Okay, I have spaghetti. I have that the rest of that garlic confit I made. I've got some lemons, a little bit of rosemary. And so I threw it together and made a really nice meal just off the top of my head, which rarely happens. If it's not come across on the show, I am a man who likes to plan very much. Like when I wake up, know what I'm going to be doing at 4 a.m. that day or 4 p.m. for people who aren't <laughs> night owls like me. Um, so I like to know what's going on, but this time I was like, you know what, I'm just going to throw something together and see if it works. And it did, and it was so good. It was so good. It had the juicy, almost creaminess of the garlic confit. It was just so good, and I was so happy I made it. It was to a point where like Emily had a, had a rough day, and she came in and saw me cooking, and it was almost like, what? <laughs> this is a thing? And I was like, yeah, it is. It made me really happy. Now, what did I do that's not awesome? It's technically something I did last night. And it's the fact that I had to stay up until four in the morning because the baby wouldn't sleep. Actually, baby ended up going to bed at 2.30, which even then I was like, this is what I get for giving her cake. I shouldn't have done this. And then I took her in the bedroom after she fell asleep. Baby immediately woke back up. And Emily is, uh, how do I say it, the worst person in the world if she has to be woken up. And so she woke up and was like, I've talked about it on the show that I'm have, I have the tendencies to be an empath, which means if someone's very negative around me, it is like a dagger, especially someone I care about. And so that's kind of what happened last night is she had a lot of negative energy because she was woke up in the middle of the night and she was exhausted and she had to go to work in two hours. And that's perfectly valid to have negative energy at that point, but it was hurting me and I, I couldn't brush it off. So I ended up staying up for like three more hours because I couldn't go to sleep. 
Um, so yeah, I ended up talking to her because I, like I said, I have to, now I'm at a point where I'm like, oh yeah, you should talk about things. <laughs> if things make you feel bad, talk about them. So I, I talked to her this morning was like, well, you see it's the negative energy and that's why, that's why I don't feel good. And she didn't understand because like she kind of got raised in a negative energy and she's always kind of like. Uh, very much like she'll yell at traffic and have bad road rage and stuff like that and then kind of wonders why she has negative energy I'm like oh it's because it's like the old cliche there are two wolves inside you a good wolf and a bad wolf which one wins the one you feed and so that is why I always try to maintain some positivity so that way the good wolf wins um, now finally how did I help myself today and speaking of that positivity I uh, it, like I said Emily was very grumpy when she came home she had a rough day and uh, I could have let that affect me. And it did a little bit at first. And then I just decided to turn on the cha-cha slide. <laughs> and no joke, I was cooking in the kitchen, mixing up spaghetti, and then it would just be like, everybody clap your hands. And I would be down, I was dancing all across the kitchen, just getting my body moving, getting my body happy. And yeah, that's one of those things, man be dumb sometimes if life is getting you down if life is getting rough there are times where you need to stand up and say something as evidence in our society right now but then there are times where you just need to be dumb and let your dumb flag fly and that is what I did today I it started when the cupid shuffle came on because I just have that saved to my music on Spotify and so I'm I'm walking around just like to the right the right the right the right the right to the left and so I was doing that and then I said oh you know what I need to do everybody <laughs> and so I was doing that and like I said in the past dancing letting your stupid flag fly, it helps you. It lets you realize that things aren't as serious as they seem sometimes. I mean, right now things are very serious, but like a lot of the times we make mountains out of molehills. Mole and uh, yeah, I was doing that today numerous times. And so I just got to be a little bit silly, get to be a little bit ridiculous and realize, ah, it's stupid. I will get through it no matter what happens. Uh, but for now, I am going to go get some rest. <laughs> I'm so exhausted still. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey everybody, it's me again. And I had a very, very good day. I'm sad because initially when I went into my little my little chart, if I had a good day or a bad day, I put a mediocre day. I put a middle of the road day. And then I thought about it and realized just like how much stuff I got done today. I sent, actually, no, yesterday I sent off an email for the 3D printer. Uh, I actually still have to get back to them because I think I'm going to get a motherboard replacement. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, but I got that. I ordered Blake a housewarming gift. I got me and him a pack of cigars. So we're just going to be real moodly mints, drinking bourbon and sipping, sipping cigars and smoking bourbon. You know how we do. And it was just a lot of really good stuff, um, other than one not-so-good thing. But we'll talk about that when we get into the four pillars of awesomeness. Number one, what am I grateful for? Two things. One, and I know it sounds weird, but ACDC. Guys, I'm sorry, I love ACDC. They were the first band I ever got into. Like, I would, I, and I would study up on them. I'd learn about, like, ooh, Ang Angus Young is easily my favorite guitarist of all time just because of, like, how much personality that dude exudes. And I know ACDC gets a lot of flack because, like, 
I'll even agree, most of their songs all sound the same. But at the end of the day, I mean, I say this all the time, if the song is good, I don't care if I hear it 50 times. Like, And that's how ACDC is. I think the only time it kind of bugged me was Black Ice, which is one of their more uh, recent albums. But even then, man, I love ACDC. Um, I'm also saying this because I got a bunch of my CDs from my old car today. And uh, I realized the majority of the albums I wanted to keep in the new car were ACDC. Uh, the live album, Back in Black, Who Made Who, uh, High Voltage. I mean, I wrote a show where the, every episode title is an ACDC song. I love ACDC. Now, the other thing I'm grateful for is, this one's even weirder, but it, it's the moment where when you're trying out something new, that moment where it kind of becomes second nature. And that happened tonight when we recorded Opposite Attractions, because this season, all of our theme park rides are based on like music and songs. And today, I did, we were doing one based off of Jolene by Dolly Parton. And so I decided to write a parody of Jolene about uh, one of my favorite Disney rides, which is Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. I know, even I sometimes don't understand me. Um, but I performed it live on air, and in the last few times, actually the majority of the times I perform, as far as singing goes, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of nervousness. I, I don't really get that feeling of like of a flow state, but today I did. Like, there was no anxiety, and I didn't even rehearse the song that much, but, like, there was no anxiety about it. I was just like, you know what, if I mess up a note, that's okay, don't worry about it. And it reminded me of, um, I think a few weeks ago, I told you guys I was going to take the Christina Aguilera masterclass for singing, and that's one of the things she said more than anything else is, like, don't worry about the notes. You've rehearsed the notes. When you get out there and you're going to sing, just do it to your heart's content. Go and really give it all you've got. And that's what I did. Like, I didn't worry about hitting any notes perfectly. Instead, I just decided to have fun and sing it and mean what I said. And it was a good, good time. Now, what did I do that is awesome? And I already previewed a little bit, but I cleaned out my old car and oh my god, God, was that an arduous process because what it happened was we want to get that car sold so we can end up, you know, getting some money out of it. And I forgot that I never cleaned it out. When we got my new car, I didn't bother to clean out the old one. I was like, we're just going to leave it here. Meaning there was easily over a hundred empty protein shake bottles in just like a mountain, a mountain on the side of my car. So we, I had to deal with that. I had to like dig around in just nasty goop, but it made me feel better. And also I found some really cool stuff. I found an old pipe. Like uh, a long time ago, me and Blake went to on a casino trip and we thought, let's buy some cigars. And while at the cigar shop, we found, uh, I found a pipe. So I bought a pipe and uh, now I've got it. Now if I want to smoke a pipe, I've got a pipe to do it with. So I did that. I found all those CDs like I was talking about. I found my old inflatable T-Rex costume. Uh, and it was also just kind of like an interesting case study to see what the sun does to things the longer you leave it in the car. Like, I had a, um, a, I guess a stuffed animal, you would call it, of the rock of Mr. Dwayne Johnson, and apparently leaving that in a car somehow snapped the rope that was keeping him around my rear view window. So, 
that was buck wild. And yeah, it was just fun. It was also kind of like going back in time because I found stuff from when I like lived in Orlando because I'm bad at cleaning out my car. Uh, but like, yeah, I found stuff from Orlando and I found a, um, a playbill from when I went to go see my friend Brenna's plays. It was just a lot of really cool stuff. Like there was a moment where I was like, I know we're selling the car, but starting to look pretty nice. Why don't we just keep this bad boy around? Uh, so yeah, that's what I did. That was awesome. What did I do? That was not awesome. And it was have the worst wake up of all time because I, I've been, like I said, I've been reading, um, radical acceptance, which is very much like things might suck, but accept it. Don't try to fight against it, accept what's going on and just agree and believe that things are going to get better. So like the other night when I was staying up with Ripley, um, and it was like three in the morning and she wasn't sleeping. I was luckily reading that book and it allowed me to kind of calm down and say like, Oh, you know what? It could be worse. I will accept the fact that I'm up at three in the morning because, Hey, I've got my baby with me. I'm having a good time. And so I had to do that this morning because Emily tried to wake me up by hacking into the Alexa and playing some random Garbo, Yanni, Kenny G music. And so I woke up and I screamed. I was like, Alexa, stop. (laughs) So that happened. And then she called me and said like, Hey, uh, if you don't mind, your mom's going to come get Ripley so you can clean out your car during the day. And I had already planned to do that. So I was like, I don't know why you're doing this for me. Uh, but in hindsight, it's like, Hey, she was doing something for me. It was to be nice. Um, that's something I kind of have to realize with us is both of us don't speak each other's love language, but we're both trying. Um, so, uh, she, she called me, said that, and I was like, okay. And then eventually I realized, I called my mom and she said, well, I'm having to clean the house. I'm taking care of Ripley tomorrow. I, I, I need to have the house to be clean. So the Ripley or so the baby's not crawling around eating garbage off the ground. And I was like, yeah, I understand that. So I told Emily and this is where the conversation, cause firstly I did do a little radical acceptance because the minute my phone charged, I messaged her. I said, thank you for waking me up. And then of course I joked with her. I was like, but if you play any dookie garbage music in my ears anymore, I will hurt you. Um, so we laughed about that. But then I said, Hey, my mom needs to clean the house. Can you, I'm going to clean the living room and inside and the stuff that Ripley will let me do. And then I will clean my car afterwards. And I, that's where it should have ended. But Emily had been having a rough day, rough week. And so she was just like, she sent a gif of someone rolling her eyes and I, I was already kind of on edge because I got woken up to Kenny G. So I was like, uh, excuse me. She goes, I'm sorry. I just don't believe you'll do it. And I understand like in, in our relationship, I've kind of set a precedent over the past year of being bad about cleaning and bad about keeping up with my chores. So I understand it, but also I've been really trying to get back on it. I've really been trying to get back and get good at chores because I've never been good at chores. So I was very mad in that moment. And, uh, yeah, that, that didn't pave out well. Cause it was both of us kind of just arguing at each other without listening, which I feel like is very important. Like you need to listen in an argument that way the argument can deescalate. Uh, but neither of us were really listening. And then at some point I just was like, 
I'm sorry, it hurts that you don't believe in me. And then she goes, I have to go because she was upset. And uh, that is one thing I have realized uh, as far as mental health goes is I am very grateful for my ability to blow stuff off because after that, I probably had like an hour of grumpy boy and then I got into Animal Crossing and built a hell in a cell around my wrestling ring and it was really cool, so I was very happy. And then I uh, cleaned the house and, of course, movement makes me happy, so I was dancing around the living room. And uh, I actually did have a nice conversation with Emily when she came home because she was very grumpy. Um, CJ was trying, for some reason we had to take care of my in-law's dog, I don't know why, and CJ kept trying to pick up the dog and Emily like was very mad, like, I will get you if if you don't uh if you don't stop putting the dog down and so eventually i had to look at her and just say hey i know it was rough earlier let it go don't let it fester don't let it boil we discussed it let it go and so it did make me very grateful oh wait just remembered another thing i did that was not awesome and this is very not awesome might have dropped the boy on his head I know, there's no good way to spin this, is there? But yeah, he wanted to wrestle, and so I had him picked up on my shoulders. And the, like I said, the boy is so light that it's kind of fun just to carry him around and see how many, like, oh, I've got him in a powerbomb position. Oh, now I can move him down to fireman's carry. But I was going for a power slam, and anyone out there who trains to be a pro wrestler knows... If you're going to take a bump, if you're going to fall, you tuck your head in. CJ does not know this, so he just went face, this boy face planted into the bed, just bent backwards, and I was immediately like, please, please don't be bad, please don't be bad, please don't be bad, but yeah, it was, he didn't like get severely hurt or anything we he just kind of hurt his neck a little bit (laughs) because he got bent backwards on it so yeah that was uh that was a rough go there for a few but uh now on to what I did to help myself and yeah like I said I honestly just think it was living in the moment today and kind of practicing radical acceptance of dealing with like okay this morning kind of sucked but it's not it's also a matter of being like realizing what's happening in the present, being mindful, which is like, oh, the conversation's not happening anymore, we're not arguing anymore, I've let myself be heard, I can move on, and that's kind of how I helped myself all day, was just being in the moment and being present as much as possible. Like I said, when I sang that weird Buzz Lightyear Jolene parody, I was in the moment, Uh, When I was recording, I was in the moment. When I was editing, whatever I was doing, whatever I needed to do, I was in the moment, not letting any distractions happen. And so that is one of the ways I really helped myself, and it helped me be a lot happier. It helped me dance around, it helped me be joyous, and it helped me be very grateful. Um, Oh, another thing I'm grateful for, by the way, uh, middle of like Podunk, Alabama, I passed by a Black Lives Matter protest today, and I got very, very happy. Uh, To a point where I was like, I know I gotta go home, but can I, like, park at Bojangles and walk over? Because they were in the median. So I was like, can I go get them? But, yeah, uh, unfortunately, I did not join them. But uh, kudos to them for keeping it going. They are absolute badasses. And, uh, yeah. Things seem to be getting better. I'm uh, I'm happier today. I'm a lot more present. I've got a hell in a cell in Animal Crossing. And uh, now I'm going to go eat because 
another thing I did that was not awesome was I did not eat today. So I'm going to go get some food, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Hey, everybody. It's me again, and it was a it, today was a day that reminded me of the Thursdays of old, where I would wake up and just write and get at it and go and go and be creative all day. And that's what I did. And that's what led to it being a really good day. Also, I had pizza. I had a lot of, I had so much pizza that now my body feels like inflated. You know, like when you ate too much, like to a point where you feel like a balloon (laughs) and you get mad. That's where I'm at right now. So uh, I'm a little inflated for this one, but it was otherwise a very, very good day. And we were, we'll talk about it when we get into the four pillars of awesomeness. Number one, what am I grateful for? And like I said, I started work on season two of Deviant today, which is going to get a little darker, and it's going to explore some more things about our characters, primarily that one of our characters is asexual, a community that I might, I I honestly think is probably the least represented of all communities, because, like, it's kind of like the least marketable one as well, because, like, if you're, like, a lesbian, we can market you as a a lesbian. We can market a bisexual. We can market that. I don't really find asexual to be that marketable. So I think that's the reason why it does not get a lot of respect. It's not, like, I I don't know. This is, once again, me talking out of my ass. But uh, since I wanted to explore that with this character, I realized, like, I know he is... Or I know they are, I'm sorry, because they're also um, gender fluid. Uh, But that's not going to get explored as much. But, um, yeah, I realized, like, I know nothing about being asexual. I knew they they needed to be asexual, but also I was like, what's the experience like? What's coming out as an asexual like? Like, what's the relationship with your family? Does that get strained? And so I talked to... One of my very, very close friends. I've been on their uh, one of their podcasts. They're awesome. It's uh, if, if you don't know, it's Tal, aka Starplanes, on Twitter, and they are absolutely amazing because I am a man who famously lacks tact. I'm very bad and not that good at having tact, and so I'm very grateful for Tal for sitting me down and just being like, "Well." There are some people who are just confused. There are some people who just say that's not a thing. There are people who will look at you and say that's dysfunctional. And I was like, oh, wow, that's there's a lot more than I thought. <laughs> they were like, yeah, I know, right? Because <laughs> my initial fear was like, well, I think someone on the internet described it as like, well, since you don't have a partner throwing your sexuality in their face, it's easier for them to kind of live and let live. And so that's when I was like, is that true for everybody? So I asked, and uh, Tal was amazing, helping me helping me walk through it. I told them my idea and what I wanted to do with it, and they were like, yeah, that works. That's good. That's good. That's relatable. And I was like, oh, thank God I didn't mess up. Because also, I wanted to make sure that, like, it's not... Uh, here's the thing with sexuality. Outside of, like... Here's the thing. Most people can be any sexuality and it will not affect your conversation. It will not affect your conversation with somebody at the coffee shop if they're bi, if they're gay, if they're asexual. Don't affect it. And so that's what I loved about this character is like you wouldn't really tell because 
they don't talk about their sexuality at all. So uh, that's something I'm very excited to cover and very excited to learn more about. Because I sure I'm sure I'm gonna make mistakes. In fact, I made a lot of mistakes in the first season because I uh, I always wanted that character to be to be gender fluid. But I'm also terrible with pronouns, so I am sure I referred to them as a he multiple times. So season two, we're gonna go a lot more hard on making sure they get referred to by their proper pronouns uh, because I'm an idiot. Uh, now, what did I do that's awesome today? And like I said, I wrote I wrote a whole script for the opening to Deviant. And at the end of the day, the opening for me is always the hardest part. Starting it is always the most difficult thing. And for me, I, what was, my favorite was uh, I, I was supposed to end writing at three, but I was mid-scene and I said, you know what, let's finish this scene. Yeah, let's keep going. Let's keep going. And I kept writing and writing until I had like a 19-page script in front of me. And I was so happy with the way it turned out. It's different from the first season because the first season had like a Star Wars feel. Whereas this season is going to be a whole lot more relaxed. Almost like it is kind of a sitcom, but like the darkest sitcom of all time. So it is more focusing on like the interpersonal relationships and... Uh, the way these certain characters handle grief or these characters handle um, being in a place where they're not used to being accepted and now they are. And yeah, I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about the way the season's going to turn out. It's going to get super dark. And uh, that kind of scares me because um, I think I kind of f- feel like I got released from my cage when I, I think it was was Tal I was talking to. And they made a list on Podchaser of, like, great, happy-go-lucky podcasts. Go check out these audio dramas if you want a happy day. And I was like, oh, my show's a comedy. Let's do this. And I, 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 Deviant was not on the list. So I asked them, hey, what's going on? Why is it not on there? And they were like, do you not remember everything you've done over the course of this season? The the planet exploding, the people dying, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably what it was. And so the minute, minute I got released from it needing to be a comedy, it really opened me up to a lot of dark possibilities for where this place can go. So I'm very excited about season two of Deviant. Now, what did I do that was not awesome? And um, I, it's just... CJ was getting me today. We were taking care of CJ today, and he kept talking about, we're going to take baby sister to go swimming tomorrow. We're going to take her to go swimming. And the boy kept lying, and it was getting me in a bad way because I uh, I very much was raised like, you do not lie no matter what. You do not lie. You can do anything else but lie um, because that breaks trust. And if you break someone's trust, it's going to be very, very difficult to earn it back. And so I've always been very adamant about not lying, or if I did, and even then, it's like, if I did lie, actually, I don't remember really lying. I've been good at twisting the truth, um, but as far as lying goes, I, I very much hate it. And so he kept lying today, and it was really getting on my nerves. Not to a point where I, like, yelled or anything, but to a point where I sat him down and looked and was like, hey, bud, we don't lie in this household. Um, cause he went into the kitchen and was like digging through cabinets and we're like, don't look in the cabinets. I'm not in the cabinets. Boy, <laughs> come in here. And 
the child, I swear, acts like a 15-year-old. He acts like a sassy 15-year-old. He's like, I want to go to my room. I want to eat in my room. I want to do this. And it, I, I genuinely believe it's because he's watching YouTubers who either are 15 years old or are trying to appeal to that demographic. So they're all very sassy and talk back to you. At one point, um, I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. A, um, he was asking about uh, a toy I had of Nick Wilde, an action figure. So, or not an action figure, a stuffed animal. And so he's like, who's this? And I said, well, why don't you sit down and we can learn about him. He goes, TV ain't learning, which is literally taking... I, I've said that to him as far as talking about like his YouTube shows. And I was like... Really? You want to talk about all the science that you've learned? And he's like, or all the science you learned from TV? He goes, the only science I learned is from Ryan's Science Show, which is apparently like a Ryan's Toy Review spinoff. And that was the moment I was about to be like, mm, you don't know what science is. You just use it as a buzzword, like most YouTubers. <laughs> so I was very frustrated. And I just, I, I've learned with him, I just need to like take a breath and have more talks with Emily about, like, we need to enforce this in him. Because, like, whew, it got to me today. Now, what did I do to help myself? And it's the fact that I did not immediately jump into work today. I did not... I've talked in the past about how on Thursdays I will be guilty of waking up, literally half asleep, take Ripley in her pajamas, put her in her car seat, and take her to her Nana's. And then I would go to the office and work. And um, today I didn't do that. Today instead, I woke up, I played with Ripley a little bit, changed her diaper, got her ready to go, chilled out on the couch, played some Animal Crossing. Oh, that's another thing I did that's awesome today. My island is five stars. If you don't play Animal Crossing, these words mean nothing to you. But I've been working arduously, day in, day out, to get a five-star island. And I finally did it. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I, I was so happy. I paid off, like, all the loans of all the houses. Like, I paid off CJ's house loan, the Papa John's loan. I kept it going. I was so excited. Anyways, I woke up and I did all that. And it, it was, it kind of set something for a good day. I didn't feel rushed. I kind of felt a little bit more lax, a little bit more chill. And that helped me with writing. Because, like, with editing, I'm fine with rushing. It's fine with, like, looking at it and being like, get it done, get it done, get it done. But with writing, I like kind of having that lax feel where there were moments while, where I was writing where I reached a, a sticking point and wasn't sure what to do. And if I was rushing, I'd be like, no, I gotta get the next line out. What am I doing? But instead, today, I was lax. I was chill. I was like, I don't have a line. Why don't we go downstairs, play with Ripley for a few, come back up and see what spits out. Um, because let me put it, if you're ever in a rut creatively, don't keep staring at it. It's not going to come to you. Go off, take a, take a walk, take a, take a nice moment of peace and allow those moments to kind of let your brain work on it in the background. And that's what I did today. And I came up with an amazing script that I'm super happy with. Um, and then, of course, the writer's curse. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up and be like, it's garbage. Uh, but for now, I'm going to go inside, get some rest, and then get ready for tomorrow because it's the weekend, baby. And I'm going to be doing some painting because I ordered some uh, acrylic pour paints. So I'm going to do some synesthesia pour painting. And I will talk to you guys about that when I see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody. It's me again. And it's Sunday because this weekend was 
not the best. It was not a good... Here, actually, let me quickly walk you through all, literally all of Friday. I stayed up all night with heartburn and anxiety attacks. Then Emily woke me up at 11 to go outside and fix the belt on the lawnmower, a project that took me two hours in the past, so I was not exactly happy about that. And uh, she knew I was sick. She knew I was sick and wasn't feeling that well, but she was like, I need to get the lawn mowed, so I said, okay, fine. And so I fixed that up, went inside, and then slept until 7 at night. I slept literally all day because I was was very, very depressed. And then watched uh, RuPaul... Uh, the new season of All Stars is out, and ooh, it's already good. The drama's there. The tea is spilt. It's so juicy. And then the new season of Queer Eye came out, so I got to watch two episodes of that. It was a very, it, it was a good night after a very rough day, and then fell asleep being very depressed again. Um, so then woke up Saturday, and Saturday actually ended up being pretty good, and we'll talk about it when we get into the four pillars of awesomeness. And number one, what am I grateful for? And, um... It's a little weird, but I'm grateful for my office because my office almost feels like a bubble where the rest of the world does not exist within this bubble. If there are troubles at home, if there's trouble with my family, if there, where, whatever, whenever, if anything's going wrong, it does not exist within my office. It is a zen place of work, and I'm very grateful I have it. Like, yesterday, there were multiple moments where I was like, I'm just going to go up to the office, and I don't think I have anything to work on, so I'm just going to chill and do nothing in the office for a few. So I'm very grateful for the office. Now, what did I do that was awesome? And like I teased last uh, on Thursday, I did some amazing pour painting, and it was very good. The plan kind of fell through because I was going to do like a synesthesia painting to the song What's Up Danger from the Spider-Verse soundtrack because when you when it starts up you hear this and it's actually the sound the Prowler makes when the Prowler shows up in the movie. It's a really cool kind of synchronization between the movie and and song Um, but to me that sounds like a purple swipe and so I was like okay I know do a dark purple swipe another dark purple swipe and then there are these uh, big drum beats of with the beginning of each lyric and that to me felt like like white dripping down and so I did that and then the song kept going and I was like that that was the moment where all thoughts of me having synesthesia at least strong synesthesia faded away and I just said Okay, let's just listen to the song and do what we want to do. And so there's uh, this amazing moment where, like he says, can't stop me now. And it just, it literally feels like shooting up to the stars. And so at that, I put this big, beautiful stripe of green, like this yellow neon green. It's gorgeous. And so, yeah, the plan fell through, but it still ended up looking so badass. It's got like this really cool, almost uh, early 2000s punk aesthetic, like, the background of like a Tony Hawk's underground video game. I like it a lot. And then after that, we did a a dirty pour, which is where you take the paint and instead of putting it on the canvas, you put it in a cup, turn the cup upside down onto the canvas and just let it flow naturally. And oh, I don't know which one I like more because one, I know the story behind, which would be the what's up danger painting. But like 
This one has this beautiful, almost earthy aesthetic. It reminds me of like old geodes and old rock. Like you've traveled underground and, and seen like this topographical map of a cave. I really like it. It looks really, really cool. I liked it a lot. And I, I love poor painting because it's, it, I hate to say this because it is kind of ruining the magic, but the majority of the time when I paint, I do not have a plan. I don't know what I'm doing. That's why a lot of my paintings are very abstract, because I'm terrible. I can't draw a straight line to save my uh, save my life. I can't draw a circle to save my life. Like, I could do maybe, like, a Bob Ross painting, but outside of that, like, I'm pretty rough when it comes to painting on canvas. But abstract art, you can do whatever you want, and that's what poor painting is. It's literally just do whatever you want, and see what you need to do to make it work. And that's what I did, and it ended up with some really cool paintings. It's so much that as I'm talking about this now, I'm like, I'm going to get Megan edited and then go make another one. Because also, they are very fast. I didn't realize how fast making a poor painting was, but oh, wow, it was super duper fast. The process probably takes like 10 minutes, maybe a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, I loved it a lot. And getting to see, like, all the cool stuff you could do with alcohol ink or just normal alcohol because that creates, like, these cool little cells in it. Whew, it was fun. Uh, now, what did I do that was not awesome? And it's something that was not awesome but was necessary. And um, if you're paying attention, uh, <laughs> it should become clear that me and Emily are not in the best place this week. And so till last night we finally sat down and had to talk about it and talk about, like, well, I, I feel... Like, you don't think about me, and it's weird because a lot of the problems I have been having, she also has been having. And so it is – it's almost like we've entered a dark circle of, oh, well, because I feel like you don't think about me. It's okay for me to not think about you, and then that makes them feel, oh, you don't think about me. And it goes in circles and circles and circles, and so we've realized we kind of have to cut that circle off and figure out new things to do. And, like, there were, it was very heated. Uh, I will say, I don't think everything got resolved, but not every argument can. Not every argument can be a one and done. But luckily, we got somewhere. We got somewhere enough for us to feel like, I think this is a mix of personal problems and communication problems. And uh, because, like, I already knew I was in a bad mental state this week because of, like, the riots and and all of that. So I I knew I was in a rough, in rough shape. And uh, that definitely played a role in it and uh, there was a lot going on so I'm happy we talked about it I'm not happy that it didn't get resolved but it's whatever we're gonna make it work uh because we got a beautiful baby at home and she needs to have some love a loving family to be around uh now finally how did I help myself and I guess one is definitely stuff we've already talked about like going to the office and taking a moment to relax um taking these taking the time to do those poor paintings and allowing stuff to happen and then the one that really keeps coming back to me is the fact that I didn't plan to do any work yesterday but I did after sitting in the office for so long and like watching Modern Rogue or Evan and Caitlin YouTube videos I was like why don't we do some JWF? Why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? And because I didn't have a plan, it allowed me to do more fun stuff. So instead of having to work on editing or writing or stuff that I would get done during the week, I got to do some awesome graphic design. Uh, Primarily for the people who are listening who are fans of JWF, the great wrestling organization, we recently had a character return from injury. He's the conquering hero. Uh, He is uh, known as Chuck Tibbs. He is the son of the 
the owner of the company, Captain Tibbs, and his finishing move is a heel hook called the Captain's Hook. And so I made this badass shirt. It's like a skull, but it's wearing a captain's hat, and it's got uh, Chuck's hair, it's got his beard, and he's got a, a literal hook. I designed it to have a hook gouged into his cheek, and it said, it says, beware the captain's hook, and I'm super proud of it. I love it so much, because he's a character who honestly might be one of my favorites because in in pro wrestling the one kind of character who's always interested me and one they've never really played with to its full extent is a a jobber which if you don't watch wrestling that's essentially a guy whose job is to come out and lose every single week i love the idea of a jobber getting sick of being a failure and working to better himself and that is literally what chuck's character arc has been and it's not a matter of seeing him like getting angry with the system and and say no i'm gonna win now and cheating it's literally seeing him go from failure after failure after failure to becoming a huge success and uh yeah i just love that character so much and i'm happy we have a shirt that's really awesome for him. Uh, anyways, uh, for now, I'm going to go finish the rest of this episode. And, uh, yeah, I will see you guys tomorrow. It was a week. Uh, wow. Listening back and editing this week's episode is just like a whole big pile of... Whew, And I know it's not over. And I know it can't be over. I know we have to keep fighting. I know the Black Black Lives Matter movement has to keep moving forward. And we have to keep working to get the world where it needs to be. But, oh, I, it, this, it honestly feels like the beginning of quarantine. It's a whole new world. It's a whole new change in the world. And so this is just kind of like growing pains. It is not a bad pain. It is a very good pain of having all of this brought to light so it can get changed. So that made me really, really happy. And uh, as I've stated throughout the show, if you have the ability, um, donate where you can. Send out emails. I, I found a website. I think Gr- Griffin McElroy put it on his Instagram. It's uh, email for blm.com and it is this awesome site that will auto-generate emails for you to send out to uh, the various states where police brutality has been an issue or uh, various states where you're calling for action. And so I went through, I selected uh, basically everywhere I could, and then you automatically can send out those emails. If you're on the uh, on iOS, it'll just automatically open your mail app. It is so dope. So I did that. Uh, like I said, if you have the ability to donate to bail funds, there is an amazing one in Atlanta. I believe it's called the Action Network. There's one that is a GoFundMe that was opened for Birmingham. I've got that one posted on my Twitter if you guys want to go donate to that. But do what you can and be the best person you can because the world needs your support right now. Uh, But for now... um Actually, yeah, no, I'm not gonna... I was about to be like, world needs your support, and I need your support as well. Patreon, but no, I, I think right now, your money and every, every all of your power, all of your money, all of your support needs to go to the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, so right now, as always, remember to send your questions, comments, and psychiatric concerns to me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. But until next time, don't forget to be awesome, and I won't forget to be me again. <laughs>